0: Welcome to the first episode of the new podcast, The Tragedy of Cinema. I am your host, Jimbo, and my co-host is Terrence. Hello, hello. You may be asking, what is this podcast all about? And why would you want to do a podcast like this? Well, for me, Terrence, it was the love of movies. I just I just loved movies ever since I was a kid. Anything I could watch, I'd get my hands on. Some of them I loved, some of them I hated. But also... In this generation, I think that there are some movies that sometimes people have not seen that they should at least see once because of the storytelling is so different back then than it was today. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Today. So, why, why, why do you want to do this podcast, Terrence?
1: Uh, for me, it's about the same. Uh, love of movies. Movies have always been a big part of my life. I mean, who doesn't love movies, right? I'm very select few people. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, yeah i've I've always been big into movies, and as you know, I'm from California, and I was even you know in the movie scene for a bit uh I've done background work extra work um I've seen sets and all kinds of fun crazy stuff that you know we'll get into as we go through the show uh but yeah i just I'm really excited to sit here and talk about movies that's awesome right.
0: And I'd like to let everybody know that me and Terrence have only known each other about two weeks, but we, uh, I see him doing a podcast at a local game, sto- uh, game store, and uh, I said, hey, you want to go get some pizza? I've got something I'd like to talk to you about. And, and from and food then on, was the key. And I was food like, I'm was in. The key. And then from then on, we talked about the movies and the podcast, and it just seemed like a hit, and here we are. So um, we want to give you a little insight of what to expect from this podcast. Basically, we're going to give you the basic information that most people know. You know, the overview, the cast, the uh, awards, if it's won anything, the the synopsis of it. Then we're going to give you a little lesser known or unknown facts or trivia about the movie that you may or may not know. And then we're going to give us our opinions of the movie, Um, whether we liked it, whether we didn't like it. We could care less for it. Maybe we haven't even seen it. But my goal is to make sure Terrence sees some of these great movies that he may have never seen before. And, maybe and he has versa. Some, and vice versa. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I haven't seen them either. Um, we will, in the future, be re- reading uh, any email or reviews that we get uh, of the podcast on air. Uh, our email is the thetragedyofcinema at gmail.com. And we also will be working on a future Facebook fan page. We will also be releasing the next movie at the end of this uh, podcast that you can look forward to and maybe watch before we uh,
1: jump into our next
0: next episode. So that way you have a little idea of when we're talking about certain scenes or people that you understand who and where and why. Or you may not want to watch it at all. Not to
1: mention, if you haven't seen the movies we're talking about, you have to see them.
0: At 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 least once. At least once, I would say um also we would also like to say that future guests will be brought in uh maybe for some other movies maybe some people with more insight or maybe some movies that are important to them maybe they had somebody die and that was their grandparents favorite movie or just different things um
1: any movie that you feel bears a significance to you we can try to get you on
0: and if you have a suggestion of a movie that you would like to see us cover that maybe is a lesser known movie that maybe neither one of us have ever seen we don't mind watching it and giving a review on that either So with that, you may be asking, what on earth could their first episode possibly be about? Hmm, I wonder. Uh, Well, let me just tell you, Terrence. I believe it is one of the greatest movies of all time, even though it was shot in the late 30s. That's 1930 for you, just so you know. Long time ago. Um, Even though it was considered a total bust, it became a cult classic later on. As most cult classics happen. This is true. The lines from this movie are often quoted by many people, young and old, and you may even heard a famous laugh that has been stuck in your head for years after seeing this
1: movie. And that movie is The Wizard of Oz. And with that being said, we're going to jump right into some of the basic known knowledge of The Wizard of Oz. So as we all know, or don't know, the release date of Wizard of Oz was August 25th, 1939. And it was done and filmed with a budget of $2.8 million. And in the future, we should probably convert that to what that would be in today's money.
0: Do you know that was a lot of money back then?
1: Absolutely. So like that is probably, what we're looking at, Maybe like a fifty million budget as far as today's standards. At least we'll have to look into that. We'll do that in future podcasts. But that's always fun to know, right? Um, when it hit the box office, it made three million. It's in its original release date, uh, 23.3 million and re-releases. So this movie's come out on so many different things. Uh, what did it? But you can. But it only made three million. It
0: had a two point eight million dollar budget, and they wondered why it was a flop. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you only made
1: 0.2 million Extra. off it. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, and yeah, so it, it was considered a flop in the box office, like most cool classics do, as we said before. Um, but, you know, it came back and now it's recognized as one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, it's definitely won some awards, obviously, being one of the greatest movies. Uh, that being two Oscars, uh, it won Best Music for Original Song uh, and Best Music for Original Score. Uh, It's also won seven other awards, as well as 14 nominees. uh, Nominations. Nominations. That's right. Um, It also lost Best Picture to Gone with the Wind. I mean, if you're going to lose to another movie, it's it's going to be another great movie. Exactly. Exactly. And so, uh, as far as the movie goes itself, uh, we will just go ahead and get into the synopsis of the film. Before you get
0: into the synopsis of the film, do you know what film... The Wizard of Oz was
1: filmed on. As a matter of fact, I do. It was recorded on the 23... Or I'm sorry, the 23. The three-strip Technicolor. I got so many numbers in my head. So it was, uh, it was filmed on the three-strip Technicolor. And a little fun fact is uh, they didn't own this equipment. They had to lease it from Technicolor themselves. And uh, it also came with two experts of the equipment because the equipment was so complicating to use.
0: Can you imagine? You probably have more technology in your cell phone there than they had for that Technicolor.
1: Experiment. Oh, yeah. I mean, imagine having two experts <laughs> following me around so I can use my phone. Just to hold your iPhone. <laughs> um, so as far as uh, you know, what the movie's about, the synopsis of the movie, obviously uh, Dorothy, a farm girl, is swept away by a tornado to the magic... Magical land of Oz She quickly realizes She's not in Kansas anymore One of the most famous lines (laughs) Not in Kansas anymore Um, And must make her way Through this magical land With the help of her friends She meets along the way To meet the Wizard of Oz Will the Wizard be able To get her safely back home Or will she fall victim To the Wicked Witch of the West?
0: Right, now what we'd like to do Is we would like to give The main cast And who they played in the movie uh, First of all The little darling that everybody loved, Judy Garland, played Dorothy. Ray Bolger was the Scarecrow. Jack Haley played the Tin Man. Bert Lahr as the Coward Lion. He might be my favorite of them all. Oh, yeah. Uh, Frank Morgan as the Wizard. Margaret Hamilton as the Wicked Witch of the West. An outstanding performance. Scared me to death when I was a kid. Billy Burke, she played Glinda, the Good Witch of the North. Charlie Grapewin played Uncle Henry, and Clara Blandick as Auntie M. And let's not forget everybody's favorite, Terry the dog, known as Toto Toto. the dog. But what you may not know is now we're going to dive into some little-known facts that I've kept from my co-host because I wanted his pure reaction from these facts that I found. So, Terrence, are you ready? Let's do it. Did you know that in the original book, the ruby slippers were not ruby? They were actually silver. They were also supposed to be silver in this movie, but the the ruby was changed to ruby, so they would show up better in the Technicolor.
1: Mm, There you go, because Technicolor was filmed on three different films, and then what they would do is they would impose the colors they want onto the film. Thus, silver to red.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And this is something else that's very uncommon. There were a total of five directors that worked on this film.
1: That I didn't know.
0: No, and I'm getting ready to tell you who they were. And you'll see why they switched so many. The first one was Richard Thorpe. He was fired only after two weeks. Wow. I mean, what what could you do to get fired after two weeks filming The Wizard of Oz? Curious. (laughs) Curious minds want to know. I didn't go that in the de- 30s I didn't go that deep into it <laughs> uh, The second one uh, that's credited is George Kukar He was taken away from this uh, movie To go work on a little project known as Gone with the Wind Probably a wise choice Victor Fleming was also called over to assist with Gone with the Wind You know, it's amazing that this movie even got made From all the directors they kept pulling away uh, The fourth one Norman Tarragh, he shot test scenes for the movies before it was given to Fleming. And the last one that I found was King Vidor. He shot the uh, Kansas scenes only and was uncredited with it for his work. Some say he finished filming once Fleming was called away.
1: You know, going through all of these different directors, it's amazing it did become a hit later. Because usually if you look at other movies that have been filmed by multiple directors, sometimes it doesn't make it out. Right,
0: and and I would say that maybe the different directors had different visions that they wanted to
1: be put into the movie. Exactly, and sometimes that can really mess with the pacing.
0: But in this, I think it worked out fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Also, did you know that Ray Bolger, who played the Scarecrow, was originally cast to play the Tin Man? He convinced Buddy Epson, who was cast as the Scarecrow, to switch parts with him. Bolger preferred the Scarecrow because how he danced, they decided it would be the perfect fit for him and what he was used to. Can you imagine that con job? No, hey, know, right? buddy, you want to switch? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why? Uh, I like the dance.
0: Well, about Buddy, exactly. About Buddy Epson, um, I said he played uh, was scheduled to play the Tin Man. Well, he was until just nine days into production. Buddy Epson had an allergic reaction to the aluminum powder makeup and was replaced by Jack Haley. Oh, wow. In the making of The Wizard of Oz book, which is a great book if you haven't read it, Epson says, My lungs were coated with that aluminum dust that they had powdered on my face. He almost died. Oof. Yep.
1: That's Um, a bad time to find out you're allergic to something, right?
0: But don't worry. Buddy Epson bounced back and he became, uh, or landed the leading role of Jed on the TV show The Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, Terrence, do you even know what the Beverly Hills oh, is? Are you old Hamilton. enough? Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure. There is a little age difference here, so I'm the older one in my 40s, and Terrence is a young pup. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Margaret Hamilton, there's another known fa- unknown fact. Margaret Hamilton, played the Wicked Witch of the West, suffered severe burns on her face and hands when leaving Munchkinland in a flurry of fire. This is one of the most famous scenes when she's leaving Munchkinland, and the fire shoots up, and the Munchkin's like, yeah. Uh, Her makeup was copper-based and could have killed her if it was not removed immediately. It is said that this scene was only shot twice, once with Hamilton, the other with her stunt double who was also burned. Both said that they would not work with fire again.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. After that, for no other movie would they ever work with fire. That, and I believe they got third-degree burns from that stunt.
0: I don't even think I would finish the movie if I got that kind of burns because I'm a
1: sissy. I'd be a little uh, miffed about that, too. Or I'd want a little extra pay. (laughs) Right.
0: And and I don't even know if they covered the hospital expenses for them. I don't know. I hope they did. Well, I hope they did, but it was a different time.
1: Yeah, Exactly.
0: Margaret Hamilton had to have someone break apart her sandwich or help feed her while filming so she didn't eat any of the makeup or touch anything. I did, read a story that, <laughs> I did read a story that she did get some paint on there and ingested some and became so sick that for the rest of the time that she filmed, she would only eat liquid. Really? Drink liquid her lunches. Yeah. Pretty
1: hardcore diet. Yeah.
0: Did you know that Dorothy, they, they wanted to doll her up and they, they originally had a blonde wig and makeup on her really yeah because they thought it would the pretty girl but director Kukar dumped the ideal and went back to the farm girl look which I'm glad he did
1: yeah that would it, would it would have too much now given it came much later but it would kind of give like a Alice in Wonderland kind of vibe yeah and, and,
0: and I just don't think it would have worked no as well no, as definitely. it because how would you have a dolled up girl you know I just don't think it would have worked yeah the um fun fact that I don't think I put in here do you know who they wanted to play Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz I don't, don't do you have a clue who is was no another child child actress famous back then for making movies?
1: In the 30s. I have no idea.
0: None other than Shirley Temple. Do oh. you know who Shirley Temple is?
1: Yeah, of course. Right. So,
0: yeah, they wanted her, but there was some contract dispute or between productions that the two parties couldn't come together or something. Did you know that almost every actor or actress played two parts? One in Oz... And one into their Kansas counterpart.
1: Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 The
0: exception was Frank Morgan. He played a total of five different people in the movie. He played, if you remember, Professor Marvel at the beginning of the movie where Dorothy oh, runs away and yeah, goes yeah, and he looks right. in the, the crystal ball. Then uh, he also played the wizard. Okay. Yeah. He also played the cabbie to the horse of a different color. Remember really? when they go to. Okay. The- yeah.
1: I didn't even recognize him in that one. Right. He also played the doorman to the
0: Emerald City. Remember when they go knock on the television and he's crying? He played him. And he also played the armed guard leading to the Wizards Hall. Hmm.
1: Talk about chameleon acting, not even knowing that all those parts were the same guy. Right. And and how
0: talented was he? But I bet he just still got paid
1: the same amount. I don't think they paid him any extra.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which we will talk about wages at the end of the show and you will be amazed. Shocked. Or not. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: um, this is one of my favorite things, and if you have not watched this, I highly recommend you go watch this on YouTube. Margaret Hamilton appeared on Mister Rogers' Neighborhood to talk to kids about her role as the evil witch. That's awesome. It can be it be, can be viewed on YouTube. It is a little over seven minutes long, and I highly recommend watching because I loved Mister Rogers too. Did you but did you watch the documentary? Loved it. Oh, so good. maybe we'll talk about that on a future episode too. Because uh, really Mister Rogers is great. Um, But also, this was not the first film adaptation of this movie. Really? Nope. There was a silent one in 1910.
1: Now that I didn't know. That
0: can be viewed and is only 13 minutes long. But in 1925, there was another movie made with Oliver Hardy from Laurel and Hardy fame in the role of the Tin Man. So technically, The Wizard of Oz is a remake. Of a remake. It's of been a, a remake. Yes,
1: it's, it was already two different shows. Did you know that? I did not. See, you're learning something. Today. Hey, see, remember that? Uh, we had a conversation earlier about r- how many remakes are better than the original. This would be one of them. Well, the how remake, do you know
0: if you've never seen the other ones?
1: It was 13 minutes long. <laughs> and obviously, I don't even know about it. It's not critically acclaimed like the, like this the is movie true. is. This
0: is true. Now, I'm going to throw this in here, but we'll talk about more of this at the end. Toto... Dorothy's dog was paid more than the munchkins one of the munchkins of the film said they made $50 a week Toto was hauling in $125 a week in 1939
1: that's so much for a dog
0: that is over two and a half munchkins the dog was making pretty much
1: it's so sad that's (laughs) terrible (laughs) I mean, I mean, the dog's owner like was probably super happy. But like we
0: it. had in the disclaimer at the beginning, it was a different time in a different era, and they looked at different people of races and disabilities differently. Um, so you can check out our disclaimer. Um, also, Toto was actually a dog, a girl dog, really named Terry. Huh. Also, Hamilton's dressing room, Margaret Hamilton, the Wicked Witch, dressing yeah. room was a canvas tent that she said was simply awful. Billy Burke had a pink and blue dressing room on the MGM set. Hamilton would sneak over there the days that she wasn't there and eat her lunch in comfort in the comforts of Billy Burke's dressing room.
1: Wow. It's crazy. That still happens today where people get really crappy trailer arrangements and then they go to a different actor's trailer and be like, you have the better trailer. Can I just hang out with you? (laughs) (laughs) This is one of my favorite things that a lot of people don't know about.
0: In the haunted forest scene... The Scarecrow is actually carrying a gun. Really? Most people haven't noticed this. Go huh. back and watch. If You have to pull up on YouTube or whatever. Just watch this, the Haunted Forest. Just type in Scarecrow gun, and it will show you this. I I can't believe a lot of people didn't see it. I've showed this to several people, and they're like, oh, it is there. Wow. Because they're not really paying attention what's in his hand. But you can see yeah. enemies,
1: right, it's right there. Hey, if you're going in the Haunted Forest, got to come strapped. <laughs> but if it's haunted, <laughs> is a bully going to do anything? You never know until you
0: try <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, I know we have all heard about the munchkin or the stagehand or somebody committing suicide in the in the background, in the background yeah. of the scene with the witch on top of the roof where they go find the Tin Man, but this is not true. This was actually a bird on loan from a zoo. They, they, they got a couple of exotic birds and had them on loan. I
1: was caught that they would do another take if that was an actual thing that happened.
0: Exactly. Right? Or maybe But then through, again, uh, film maybe is expensive. Exactly. It, even
1: now, um, film is very expensive. So it's sometimes you, hey, we're getting this done in one to two takes, and that's all we got. But
0: especially in that Technicolor, it could have been exactly. crazy expensive. Exactly. So it is my opinion that no, it wasn't a suicide, that from all the research that I read and all the books that I've read, that it says they were exotic birds all in the background, all known from a zoo. Gotcha. What do you think?
1: I would like to believe it's a bird. <laughs> You'd like to believe, but you need more proof, is that what you're saying? Exactly. I mean, uh, the people on set know. Um, but I don't think we will ever find
0: out because yeah. most of those people are dead now. Exactly. If not all of them. There or might be one much kid, but I think he yeah. just died last year or the year before. Also, did you know that the horse of many colors was actually covered with different flavors of jello to make him change colors? Really? They, they changed. Huh. I mean how would you clean that off?
1: That sounds awful. <laughs> I mean that would be terrible. Probably um, have one of the PAs do it. Come on, clean the horse. <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
0: Yeah. Uh the actress who voiced Snow White Disney Snow White the cartoon. Yeah. Her voice actually has a cameo in The Wizard of Oz. Really? Huh. When the Tin Man sings If I Only Had a Heart. The line was "Wherefore art thou Romeo?" is actually the voice of Snow White. That's awesome. Did you know that?
1: I did not. See, that's that's I, a I new love one. It. Yeah, that's I a new this. one. Really uh, pulling some, some stuff that's way out there, but I like it. I dig it.
0: <laughs> Dorothy's shirt she wore was actually light pink, which made it look white in Technicolor.
1: Back to that Technicolor magic.
0: And you know what? I, I don't know all the movies that have been shot in Technicolor, but it seems like it's a hard process to, to complete.
1: I'm sure the people in the editing room had a really tough time.
0: Like, I'm going to have a really tough time editing this podcast. (laughs) Uh, The Wicked Witch of the West was actually a kindergarten teacher before she became an actress. Really? Can you imagine having the Wicked Witch West? As a teacher. As a teacher.
1: I'm pretty sure there's some kids that are like, yeah, I can see it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here's another one that you may not know. The crystal ball that was used, remember when she was looking at crystal ball? Was actually a prop from an old Boris, Boris... Carloff film, the Mask of Fu Manchu. Really, I need to find that because I'd like to see that.
1: Oh yeah, that, that that's pretty cool.
0: Here's something else that Peter would not like: the lion's costume. The coward of the lion's costume weighed 100 pounds. Oh my! And was made from real lion pelts.
1: I feel like that's. A little overboard. I mean, not only it must have been so hot in oh, that. But. They
0: said that they had like two or three extra people because the, they said with the Technicolor being shot and the weight of that, that he would just sweat. And they had two people that would actually just air out his suit oh, and get wow. paid to air it out. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's stuck in that for who knows how long a day. The ruby slippers were size five. Oh, wow. Shoe size five. There were four pairs made for filming. The Smithsonian had a pair of rubies um, that were so observed that they had to replace the carpeting in front of them several times. Oh, wow.
1: People love those ruby slippers. I mean, they're well, iconic. Well, I mean, it's
0: just... Exactly. It's We're talking about probably the greatest movie of all time, and just to see a piece of that, I would go see it. Why not? Exactly. If it's in the Smithsonian, you know. Judy Garland loved working with that little dog, Toto, so much that she actually wanted to adopt her from their owners. But the yes. owner would not sell her.
1: Oh man, that's that sucks. <laughs> I, I, I do. I like how in some movies you get the this bond with the actor and like the animal that's working on. You can set. really tell in this movie that they exactly. bonded. Well, that's like, um, for example, in Lord of the Rings, Aragon he bought that horse. Really? That he worked with. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you another
0: movie, The Beastmaster, when he had to work with those ferrets and the. Uh, the Falcon or whatever it was. Yeah. Did he yeah. get to keep those? I don't think he got to keep them, but oh. the bonding was there. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you a story about that on another episode about oh, the Beastman. I talked to him. Uh, here's here's something else that I just thought was hilarious. Professor Marvel, at the beginning of the movie, where Dorothy runs away and she goes, sees his little horse carriage, you know, yeah. the Professor Marvel, and she goes in there and he's like, well, why are you running away? And she he's looking around and he sees that picture of Annie M in her basket. He gets it out and he's like, I see a woman. You remember this? Yeah. He doesn't give the picture back to Dorothy. He just keeps the She picture. keeps the picture. Con man. I mean, <laughs> she she took off in a hurry, right? But I was like he didn't even give the picture back. Didn't even make an attempt. Here's something that you might like cuz you like you've been in the movie business. The electricity that comes from the wicked witch trying to grab the ruby slippers away from Dorothy was actually apple juice shooting from them sped up.
1: <laughs> in technically, <laughs> you gotta love those those the way they pull off special effects, especially back then. Yes, they they had to be really creative. Like, how are we gonna get this effect? And
0: how is it gonna look believable?
1: Exactly, loved it. I mean, one of the famous scenes where
0: Dorothy slaps the cowardly lion. He jumps out and scares her, and she turns around. She hauls off. She just slaps him. It has been said that Victor Fleming actually pulled her aside and slapped her on the face. Oh jeez. It is said that the very
1: next take she nailed it. Getting slapped. I mean, it's for the film. I mean there's there's it's interesting cuz there's there's plenty of films where obviously there's fake hitting, but sometimes it actually happens and it it makes for a great take, but at the same time, uh ouch. Well, I'm going to these aren't in my notes. I'm going to go off on a little tangent here.
0: The way Judy Garland was treated on this set was beyond despicable.
1: Oh, absolutely! So they, they
0: had to have her wear a special corset to make her look younger, her bosom look younger because it was bigger than what. Uh, she jeez! Yeah, was wearing. yeah. Um, I've I've also read that some of the munchkins took advantage of her.
1: Oh no! Yeah,
0: um, just because she was thought of lesser than the other people, and I don't
1: agree with that. Nah, not at all. Uh, the way the way she was treated. Was- it was terrible, uh, and this, this, this happens, and in, in, you'll see in our other episodes, but especially when it comes to older movies, uh, this happened to a lot of uh, lead female actresses, were, were amazing roles, critically acclaimed movies, but just treated terribly. They also said that she was on their,
0: on film so much, on the set so much, that they were actually giving her drugs, like speed and stuff, to stay up and keep up with the acting, And they think that that started her downfall, what ended her life so soon.
1: Mm, So sad.
0: So off of my rabbit trail, let's get back to it. Several of the winged monkeys were injured when their cables that were holding them broke and they fell several feet. Wow. I mean, you got to take care of your stunt, man. Yeah. In the background. I don't know what was going on on this set, but it just seems like a lot of people were not paying attention or doing their job. There seems to be a handful of accidents that happened. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about another one here in a little bit. Uh the flying monkeys. Here's something you may not know: the flying monkeys and the witches' castle guards had the exact same uniform.
1: Really? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of kind of weird when you. I'm gonna have to like like really keep an eye on it. You're, got to go, you're right gonna go. You're gonna be watching
0: out. this here in a little bit and be like, "Oh, wow, yeah." Right. Uh, another one. Um, pay attention to Judy Garland's hair length. It changes several times during the movie.
1: Really. It's right. those little details you miss. It's little details. I mean, was it because it was it was shot over a long period, or I, I would assume so. I mean, your yeah. hair don't just grow overnight, you know what yeah. I
0: mean? I would assume so. Um, here's something else. You do t- you think you have a rough work schedule, and I have a rough work schedule. Most of the actors had to arrive on set as early as 4 a.m. Oof. to get into costume and makeup, and had to stay as late as 8 p.m. That's harsh. That is terrible. One of the winged monkeys also stepped on one of Toto's feet and broke it. Oh, no. Yeah, not the
1: dog. The dog got his leg broke. He makes enough money to fix it.
0: Um, here's something else that a lot of people don't know. is The actress who played Annie M, she was only had a small part in the movie at the beginning and also a little spot in Oz and at the end. She actually committed suicide in 1969. Oh, no. She was battling uh, debilitating arthritis and was going blind. Oh jeez! And in 1969, there really wasn't much they could. Not that there's not much they can do now. That's true. Yeah. Maybe some more medicine. But here's the last thing I'd like to talk about, and this kind of made me mad. And I talked to Terence about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we've
1: we've gone in length over the short time we've talked about like you know certain things, and, and it's just uh, it's really criminal on the huge difference in wage. All right. Of everyone, we're
0: going to talk about the wages of the cast. Terrence, if I asked you, who do you think made the most money per week, who would you say? Well, you would think the main actress, right? Which was Dorothy? Exactly. Wrong. The, we're going to start with the highest salary, and we're going to work our way down to the lowest salary. The highest two paid people, of uh, cast members, one was Ray Bolger, who played the Scarecrow, and the other was Jack Haley, the Tin Man. They both made $3,000 per week. In 1939, 3000 a week. That's a lot. Bert Lahr came in and uh, Frank Morgan, the wizard. They both came in a close second with $2,500. Where's Dorothy? Oh, we're still nowhere close to her salary yet. Margaret Hamilton, the Wicked Witch of the West. She was paid $1,000 a week. Billy Burt, Glenda the Good Witch of the North
1: was paid $766 a week. And we still haven't seen Dorothy, and these are two characters that did not have that much screen time compared compared, no.
0: Are you ready for this one? This is the one that I these are the two that I still can't believe made more ne- money than Dorothy. Uh, uh Charlie Grapewin and Clara Blandick who played Uncle Henry and Annem, they both made $750 a week,
1: which they definitely had less screen time they than everyone had, on the list.
0: Uh Uncle Henry didn't have hardly anything.
1: Maybe a couple lines. <laughs> a couple and... lines
0: at the beginning and maybe one at the end. And guess what? Still no Dorothy. She is your main actress of this movie and still no Dorothy. The one but who here made she made the movie the what it The one who made it what it is. It's unbelievable. And this goes back to the beginning when we said that this was a different time and era where they just didn't pay people the same. And it was unfortunate because Judy Garland hit this out of the park. So finally on the list, Judy Garland, who played Dorothy, the main actress, was getting paid $500 a week. It's a criminal. That is $2,000 less than any of the Scarecrow, Tin Man, Cowardly Lion, The Wizard. And it's half of what the Wicked Witch of the West was making.
1: And you know what's really sad is, like, you know that she. You know, she she basically, uh, you know, went through so much to get into finally a star role, to only get paid less than everyone else. But here's where it gets even crazier.
0: She only made about four times as much as Terry Toto, the, the dog. dog. The dog was making, as we said earlier, a hundred and twenty-five dollars a week. It's a, lot a, a dog in 1939 was making $125 a week and your main actress Dorothy was only making $500 a week. Am I the only one that sees a problem with this? There's a huge problem with that. And then of course we have coming in with only $50 a week, the Munchkins. I also read that some of the Munchkins, some of the more ones that like stood out, that they got paid up to $100 a week. Wasn't the um the guy
1: who played R two in one of the munchkins?
0: Uh that I did not come across. I could not tell you.
1: I, I I think so. I don't want I do know that there
0: was one munchkin. I think he was the coroner. I didn't write it down, I should have. But he was the youngest fighter pilot in World War Two. Wow. Okay. That's I cool. think for Britain. Okay. Yeah, I didn't write that down. Well, with that being said, um this episode, uh, the first episode of The Tragedy of Cinema, is coming to a close. Um, if I had to give this a rating, uh, a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being you should only watch once and never watch again, or 10, it's fantastic, you should enjoy it anytime it comes on TV and stop and watch it. I'm going to have to give this a 10. Just from the fact that this movie, when I was growing up, only uh, cook some popcorn, Parents would let me stay up late, and we'd sit down and we'd watch this show as a family, and it was always a special time. Now you have DVDs, you have digital, you can watch it anytime you want, even take it with you on your phone if you want.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, I mean,
0: we're talking about before VHSs and DVD players. I know you have never experienced that that experience because you're you're younger. Oh, I mean, I was there for
1: the VHS, right? Uh, but
0: not true. having anything.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's true. You had to wait till it came on TV. Or, in, or catch it when it was in theaters. Or in if theaters. You were around, or I'm sure they had re-showings in theaters. Oh if, if they had the the film still.
0: Maybe. I, I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, one thing we would like to do is um, we would like to tell you our
1: next. Wait, i got to give my rating. Oh, do, we, <laughs> do we really care about your rating? <laughs> okay. um, so here's an interesting state. So I would give it. I'd say a seven and there's a couple different reasons um, I do recognize that it is a, a classic and I'm not gonna take that away absolutely um, but given the how a lot of the uh, uh, cast was treated uh, especially Dorothy um, you know I, it's hard for me to look past that especially uh, there's just so much happened to her that it is just so like sad. Um, But, you know, absolutely looking past that, um, I'm very picky with musicals. So for me... uh it was. I also give it lower, and this is kind of a funny story. Um, I watched The Wiz first, and I did not know what The Wizard of Oz was. Really? Yeah. Wow. So w- the first time I heard someone mention The Wizard of Oz, I was like, wait, you mean The Wiz? <laughs> and they're like, no, The Wizard of Oz. And the first time I watched it, I didn't watch it with sound. I watched it in sync with the soundtrack of uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, which is an amazing experience. If you haven't done it, <laughs> watch. look up online. Uh, how to watch The Wizard of Oz with Dark Side of the Moon. It's a great experience. The album goes perfectly with the movie.
0: Have you ever watched The Wizard of Oz by itself?
1: I have. Yes. How many times?
0: Twice. Twice. Did you make it all the way through without falling asleep? Oh yeah, no, I
1: went all the way. I don't fall asleep during So
0: movies. I don't understand why you would give the movie a lower rating just based upon the stuff that happened outside no, of the movie. No, it's just
1: my own opinion and how I feel. So I've only watched it twice just because it for me uh and what I look for in a movie um, like I said, I recognize it's a cult classic. It's just not what... It's, its It doesn't keep me interested enough to come back over and over and over and over. So and that's just a personal preference. Where would
0: you place this as uh, on the spectrum of the greatest movie of all time?
1: The greatest movie of all time. Of all time. So that's a difficult According one, to all the so charts and everything,
0: according to every single chart that you look up, the Wizard of Oz is going to be in the top five most of the times. Maybe the top ten. Maybe even the top two. Between this and Gone with the Wind, almost everything you look up. Those well, if you're are looking at like the it.
1: top ones, usually Casablanca is up there too. It's in the top ten yeah. too, I do believe. Um, but I'm just
0: saying, it's such a great. But movie.
1: like you know, based of like off other classics. Um, that I, I You know, I love and watch all the time. Uh, it's definitely not one I revisit over and do over. Do
0: you think that anybody that has not seen it should at least watch it once? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: It is definitely worth a watch.
0: There, There is so many quotes and songs that you'll be singing. Like, I still sing if I only had a brain to my wife sometimes just because I forget <laughs> full of stuff. So, do you have any closing remarks before I go into some special thanks or
1: anything? Watch the movie if you haven't seen it.
0: I agree. Also, we would like to go ahead and announce our next podcast episode two. We have chosen, or we have chose a different genre. We're going to be choosing different genres, so it's not the same every time we do a podcast. But next time we record, it is going to be on one of Terrence's favorites, the original Psycho. Psycho. Yes, I believe that is that movie
1: is one of the best too. It's it's so good. The it's things they so did in that good. movie. We'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, in play, we'll, yeah. we can. I'm so excited to record that episode. It's such a good movie.
0: Such a good movie. So we wanted to give that out ahead of time in case you guys wanted to watch the original Psycho with us or alongside of us. That way next week, or if you have any questions or anything, you can email them to us. But that way you would know what we are talking about. If we're talking about a certain scene or a certain person, you would know what to look for or who to look for or me. Hey, I remember that scene and make sure it's the
1: original and not the remake. Yeah. The
0: remake was terrible. We're no, not even, yeah, gonna we're, not even, gonna, no, we're no. not even going to, no, we're not even going to know acknowledge <laughs> that that one existed. Um, but I would like to give a couple of special thanks out. Um, there's, there's two people that I could not have done this without. One of them, um, is Jerry and Tracy Polly of hillbilly horror stories podcast. If you haven't checked them out, please give them a listen. That you can find them anywhere that podcasts are shown, Stitcher, iTunes. Leave them a review. Spotify. Spotify, Stitcher. They are fantastic people. Um, about a year ago, I had some questions. So I, I emailed Jerry, and I said, Jerry, I said uh, I got some questions about podcasting. I got this idea for a podcast, and I, I don't know how to do it. I don't know anything about it. He's like, well, yeah. He's like, uh, I'll, I'll help you. you, you know, we come see you. I said, how about I take you out to Texas Roadhouse, treat you and your wife to lunch? And they were more than willing to drive from Lexington, Kentucky, down to Louisville after I got off work and answer any questions I had. Um, just got a great time. Now we've become pretty good friends. That's awesome. So uh, thanks, Jerry and Tracy. You guys mean a lot more to this podcaster than you will ever know. Thanks for making it become a reality. Uh, the second one would be uh, we'd like to thank DJ Scotty B for our bumper music. Um, I think he did a good job. Um, he's not done yet. We're going to we're gonna be cutting some more music in this and putting it in here, maybe oh, yeah, exit definitely. music. Um, so if uh, you guys want to give him a shout out to see if he did a good job go ahead and hit him up with that remember if you want to leave us um, any information or anything our email is the tragedy of cinema at gmail.com
1: so Terrence you got any final thoughts Um, I would say definitely look forward to our next episode featuring Psycho Uh, that's it
0: well I was going to say thanks everybody for giving this podcast a listen until next time That's a wrap. Cut. So how do we do?